Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed host, is with us today. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in a top 10%. And so we're always trying to look at what are some of the tips, the tools that can help you and that can help your team. And then we've been focusing, if you've been listening to our shows on uh, recently, on emotional brilliance. And so what are top performers doing to zero in on the emotion that can help them have a peak performance. What kind of emotions do these top performers experience? How do they gear them up for a top performance? How can we get a better understanding of these emotions? What makes up an emotional brilliance performance for you? What emotions are most challenging? And how do we manage these emotions? All of these go into the book that Kathy and I are researching uh, emotional Brilliance, How to Live a uh, Fearless Life. So our goal with these shows and these interviews is to help you expand, improve, and select the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. And so it's thinking about in the moment when you have a performance or you're stressed, what do you pull out? What emotion can uh, allow you to perform your best? You know, one of the things we like to think about all our shows uh, are under the umbrella of emotional intelligence that Kathy and I both bring to organizations. But if emotional intelligence is the closet of your clothes, emotional brilliance is your favorite go-to clothes. What do you bring for this specific situation, this specific performance that you need, presentation? And we're going to interview Father Mike about how to navigate your emotions. Kathy will, uh, in a moment, uh, introduce him, but let me say a word about Kathy. You know, Kathy and I have been doing this for 13 years, so we are in 42 different countries. We probably have um, 3 million or more downloads over the times that we've uh, been doing these, and Kathy, as you know her, has been named the First Lady of Happiness and now the First Lady of Fearless Living by ABC TV. She has authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness, including New York Times bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know, and more uh, recently, her latest best-selling book uh, with her work with Special Operations, Fearless Leaders, How to Sharpen Your Focus. And Kathy has uh, an iPhone app that you can go and uh, look at called Your Happiness Now and see her pleasant face. And so, Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Relly. Uh, today is going to be a, a really, for me, a heartwarming and kind of, um, I don't know, at-home feeling because we're going to be talking to somebody uh, who, to me, represents the best of who you are, um, the best of who you can be, um, his reflections uh, on life are so amazing, so it's like coming home to yourself, if you know what I mean. For those of you who are listening, uh, it, it's going to be a great show, so stay tuned. Before we bring 
uh, Father Mike on the show. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host here, Dr. Rowling Nadler, uh, who is not only one of the most amazing coaches you will ever meet, but a dear, dear friend for a lot longer than 13 years. So thank you, Relly. <laughs> Relly is a, he's a master level certified executive coach, as many of you know. He is a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer, and he brings his legendary expertise and emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and, of course, his development programs. Um, he's the author of six books, including a new book on physician burnout, and Dr. Nadler's top-ranked book that many of you know about and have read, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries, and that includes you. And you can get his Leadership Keys Field Guide on Amazon as a book or an ebook on demand. And he has a free iApp called Leadership Keys, which contains videos and other helpful tools you can find at your app store. As you know, Relly uh, has been a contributor to Psychology Today for quite some time. And if you'd like to be a part of his EI Central site, please text to EI Central at capital E, capital I, like in ICE, C-E-N-T-R-A-L. That's EI Central. Okay, text. Text that word to 38470. Again, text EI Central to 38470. And you can visit him at drrellynadler.com, all one word, drrellynadler.com. And uh, if you are interested in learning more about either Dr. Nadler or myself, it's really simple. Just put a DR in front of either one of our names, .com. So it's drrellynadler.com or drkathygreenberg.com. So, Relly, why don't we... Um, just talk briefly about our research, and yeah. we're going to talk to you know Father Mike about some right. of the research concepts in our interview. Um, but if there's anything you'd like to add before yeah. I introduce Father, please let me know. Yeah, let me just say a few things. Why our our new focus you know, this year really is is around our book and interviewing folks for that, you know, around emotions. And so um, why emotions are so challenging today for folks is we have outsourced our thinking. And, you know, we don't think that, that uh, much or deep these days because everything we have is on our phone. You know, we have smart cars. We have smart phones. We have smart homes. So we're getting kind of intellectually lazy. And we know that, you know, emotions are, are tied into how we think. And we also know emotions... Um, help in regards to attention, memory, learning, decision-making, physical health. And so uh, some of the research of why we're zeroing in on this, 40% of workers today report their job was very stressful. 29% of workers say they were often or very often burned out. Um, And we have more stress these days than we've had before. 25% 25% of us has felt like screaming or shouting because of job stress. So emotional self-control is always a big issue. So that's why we're zeroing in 
on this, and we know from other research, frustration is the most common emotion at work. 60% of workers have seen their boss get angry at someone else. So we're zeroing in, and, you know, and Father Mike, as you're going to introduce him, has, has been a career dealing with challenging emotions for people uh, in his work. So, Kathy, maybe to tell us about Father Mike, some of the work you've done with him and, and as a way of introducing him. Sure, Relly. Uh, it's an honor, an absolute honor. So, Father Mike and I met a few years ago. Uh, he was um, introduced to me by colleagues at the FBI working, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, in the, uh, actually the counterterrorism unit. And Father uh, quickly captured my interest uh, and my heart um, because he was uh, about to lead a group of people uh, in a program on, on leadership. And we started talking about my experience and his experience actively we created a program called Psycho-Spiritual Retreat. And I'm sure some of you uh, are laughing about that. Um, And Father lovingly says, (coughs) pardon me, Kathy does the psycho and I do the spiritual. So for those of you who are listening, we're going to go to a very quick break. And when we come back, I will officially introduce you to Father Mike. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. 
Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. These shows were really focusing around emotional brilliance and Kathy, before the break, you were just about to be ready to introduce Father Mike, and we can zero in on the questions that we have for him. You bet. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was so excited. I was. I was almost gasping for air. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me bring Monsignor Michael Mannion on. You know, <clears throat> he likes to be called Father Mike, but uh, Monsignor Michael Mannion, lovingly, lovingly known as we all. Um, have learned uh, to call him Father Mike, Uh, actually just retired from the Catholic Archdiocese of Camden, New Jersey, and is the founder of Discovery House Ministries. It's a beautiful, beautiful organization. Uh, It is in the countryside in New Jersey. It is one of the most beautiful places you will ever be, Um, and that's why, you know, I I associate Father Mike with going home. It is just a wonderful place. And Father Mike will tell you about uh, Discovery House and how it was created. But Father Mike basically um, has been a godsend to law enforcement and um, federal agencies. Uh, In 2013, the Philadelphia Division of the FBI honored Monsignor Michael Mannion, for his efforts to educate youth about the effects of substance abuse and violence and for his assistance to the local FBI's community outreach program. And he'll talk more about that as we talk about navigating emotions with him. You know, working for the U.S. Marshal Service, Father Mannion assisted with the organization's Fugitive Safe Surrender Program, which is amazing. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. And this successful program encouraged the city's most violent predators to surrender to Father Mannion. And due to his collaboration efforts with law enforcement, they were extremely successful. Father Mannion often volunteers as a chaplain, not only for the FBI Philadelphia Division, but uh, also to many other communities and law enforcement organizations. He supports the division's youth and employee assistance programs, providing information on substance abuse, suicide prevention, grief addiction, um, and so many more 
types of behaviors that prevent us from navigating our emotions effectively. Uh, you can learn more about Father Mike in the show today. And without further ado, with great love and affection, Father, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kat. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Uh Great. So, Father Mike, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Kathy mentioned you just kind of retired. Just give us a kind of quick overview of kind of what, you know, so what do your days look like now? I'm sure it sounds like you're still, you know, quite active. Well, the the cops call the retirement fake news. <laughs> uh, we'll start with that because uh, I retired um, from a diocesan assignment, but I'm still uh, chaplain to about eight or nine uh, police and fire organizations that I teach at the academy, which I've done mm. for the last, so I guess, 14, 14 years. So I just have a little more flexibility because of retirement from the diocese after 40-plus years, and I'm, I'm enjoying... A, more opportunities to learn from those I seek to serve. And I think that's the key uh, to recognize that very often you go into a situation and people think you know something about the topic or the need, and you find out that the people you're talking to know a lot more than I do, and my role is to cultivate the trust so they share their wisdom and their brokenness and their joy and their sorrow, and I can try to help maybe uh, pull that together uh, maybe reframe it a bit uh, so that mm-hmm. they can learn from their own wisdom, their own faith, uh, their own stresses and sadnesses, but also their joys and their uh, triumphs. So I kind of look at it that way. Yeah, you know, that's beautiful because that's really similar to what Kathy and I would talk about in coaching, you know, that we're really trying to bring out the the gifts and the knowledge of others, you know, versus somehow being an expert about them. So really that service part is re- really resonates. Well, it's interesting when people walk, welcome you into a room a thousand miles away thinking you're the smartest person in the room, and then by the time the hour's up, I realize I'm the least intelligent person in the room. <laughs> but hopefully the style of teaching, uh, which is deductive, calling forth from them, their own stories, their own experiences, and letting them know that if they share them, because I do that at the academy a lot, I say to the guys, you know, I look at this as a confidential session, not just a class you got to check off to graduate and become an officer. If we trust each other, we'll take this class to a depth and an understanding, not just of knowledge, but of wisdom uh, that won't come out of the book, but that will come out of the stories of our lives. You know, Father, it's... um it's so important for people who are, you know, listening to the show today to realize that you are, you know, of course, being um, someone who works so closely with community uh, and someone who's been uh, for the longest time uh, a representative of so many organizations and served as a cable news network commentator uh, for the funeral of Mother Teresa. You, you worked with her for over 25 years. Um, you have uh, been on Meet the Press and the Charlie Rose Show, and you've appeared on MSNBC. And you, I mean, you have such a broad um, history. You're a published author on abortion. I, I, I you know, just want our audience to understand this. This is not going to be your typical conversation uh, with uh, a man of God. 
Um, and you risk and have risked so much in your life to help those who have unfortunately been the victim of violent crime and you've been involved so, um, I want to say intricately in law enforcement and, and the FBI and their families as well uh, because they too are healing um, from wounds of trauma and victimization. So, you know, your life's work has been a passion for others. And I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just letting our audience know that this is not the typical conversation. So, you know, it's great that you have more time to do the work that you love. Um, and so you do less of the official diocese work, but now you do more of the helping to navigate emotions for others. And we're just delighted you're here talking to us today. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your work um, with Mother Teresa, because I was fortunate to go with you to Rome, to Vatican City, uh, I was fortunate to be with you um, among a small select group of people that you were able to get into the canonization of Mother Teresa and the Vatican. Um, what did you learn about emotions from her? Well, I guess when we study emotions, you know, we think of Hippocrates and the different temperaments, and we think of nurturing and nature. We think, uh, did I inherit this characteristic or did I develop it because of my dad, my mom, my big brother, whatever? Uh, but then when you work with people that have been exposed to and given their life to the deepest wounds of humanity and human nature, and you see how because of their commitment to help heal those wounds, and recognize their depth, people have trusted them in the most intimate parts of their lives to walk with them through that healing process. It's very humbling. And I, I think I learned um, from Mother Teresa that the deepest wound of all, and I'm just reading now the last year or two that psychology is talking about looking at loneliness not just as a word or an emotion, but a disease. And a, a wise man said, um, loneliness doesn't happen because there's no one around you. Loneliness happens because no one around you understands what's going on inside of you. And so some people try to address, cure, defeat their loneliness uh, by anger or, or bitterness or rage or possessions instead of loving people and using things, or love things and use people. But when people surrender their egos and trust you to walk with them through the darkest parts of their lives, there's a spiritual bond that is formed that can only be defined in my worldview as the grace of God. And I saw that with Mother in Calcutta, uh, I saw it in, in Rome with her. I saw it in New York and Washington with her. And I saw it in our own retreats, how people would come in these retreats with anger and rage and negativity and and guilt and shame. You know, psychologists say guilt is I made a mistake and shame is I am a mistake. And the more they felt they were a mistake, the more angry they were. And the more angry they were, 
the more closeted and hidden was the deeper pain behind it. And sometimes people in that anger will scream and holler and then they pause to take a breath and instead of hollering back, you say, it's okay, I love you. And it totally disarms them. And sometimes they break down and cry. Not because initially they feel safe, but because they know that it has to come out or they're going to stay sick inside. And then they find out, I am safe here. And that's the key to the retreats. I'm in a safe place. It doesn't mean everybody's going to agree with me. It doesn't mean everybody is going to um, feel fine about some of the things in life I've done that are very wrong and hurtful to others. But it means if there's a way to leave home, there's a way to come home. Mm. And in that sense, home is Father, not just a place. You're, yeah, you're, you're so full of um, love and understanding and compassion and knowing you all these years through so many tragedies. Um, what you're talking about is a lot bigger uh, and grander than the, obviously the time we have on the show, but we're going to take a quick break. So don't go away. We're talking to father Michael Mannion about navigating emotions. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business.
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Father Mike about navigating emotions. And what I particularly liked, uh, Father Mike, what you were just saying is about really creating a safe place. And, you know, you're in there with really, really intense emotions uh, with folks, you know, tragedies and calamities they've had. Even for our listeners, though, we know the term psychological safety. If you're a leader, are you providing psychological safety that people can feel free to open up and trust, just like Father Mike's saying. So, Father Mike, uh, what's your thoughts on why do you think emotions are so challenging for people today? We, we kind of see their reactions to their emotions, but why do you think mm-hmm. emotions are so challenging for people? I think because this society strips us naked, gives us no privacy or intimacy, and that just deepens the drive to protect our ego. Hmm. Uh, Kathy said some very kind things about me. I hope my obituary is half as nice. And, uh, but we all have our dark side. Uh, we all have our dark side in the Pennsylvania Turnpike when you're an hour late for a wedding <laughs> and you're trying to deal with uh, all sorts of stuff. I think we're trying to protect our egos, and I don't want uh-huh. you to see my dark side. Because if you see my dark side, uh, you're not going to be impressed. And the dark side has to do with, um, I think, fear, loneliness, and anger. And, and, and protecting our drive to success. One author said, maturity is when you make the transition or transformation from success to significance. Hmm. That's when you got a 70-year-old guy who's been running a company for 40 years. He's been a hard driver. He's really been focused on money and power, unfortunately. And I call him and say, three months into retirement, how you doing? I'm fine. I say, what's going to be the best part of your week? And he says, tomorrow I'm taking my little three-year-old granddaughter out for ice cream, and that's going to be the best part of my week. Bingo. He's made the transition without even yeah. knowing it, probably. It wasn't uh, a tsunami. It was a drizzle from success to significance, where he went from things to people and from possessions to relationships. So I, that, that's how it's kind of come across. And, and as a priest, I constantly have to protect that within myself because somebody say, oh, you gave a great talk. And people say, well, don't let that go to your head. I say, no, it's okay. Two other people are going to tell me it was too long (laughs) or what was I talking about? (laughs) There's always another side that's going to come out that uh, humbles you whether you want it or not, puts it in perspective. And it also gives you priorities with the perspective comes to priorities. Yeah, let me just ask you again. So society strips us of our, say what you said again, society strips us of our, you said something around protection. Of, of, Of our privacy. You know what? Privacy. You know, mm-hmm. people go people go on television today, 
and go to confession, as Cardinal Dolan says. They might not go into the confessional box in a church where a priest or a bishop take a vow to take a bullet before they reveal the contents of that, but they'll go on television and reveal secrets about people they don't like or are mad at, though deeply down they love them, but now they're angry, and the next person, that guy, that day, next day, that guy commits suicide. Mm. So, who do I trust? Who can I share my inner self with? Who can I, um, you know, I had a, I had a officer years ago who called me, and for 20 minutes, he was in solid rage about his commanding officer in language that you can't imagine. And probably in that 20 minutes, I spoke maybe 20 words, 30 seconds, but I tried to make it meaningful. The next day, his boss takes him to lunch, pays for the lunch, they hug and make up, they cut through the garbage and find out that deep down they had the same understandings, but it wasn't obvious with all the stuff that was surrounding them and the culture of law enforcement in that situation. And the third day he calls me back and says, oh, Father Mike, thank God I dumped that on you. If I had dumped that on any of the guys or my commanding officer, you know, I'd be sweeping floors in Bangladesh, you know, and I laughed. We laughed. But that's the role of the chaplain, to be able to accept and um, restructure the garbage. Because a wise man said, pain that is not transformed is transmitted. And so I'm trying to help him through the story he gave me, his story, not mine, but I accept some ownership of it now because he trusted me with it, that now that transformation will not only make him a better cop, but will make him a better leader. He'll no longer have the, the pride in the negative sense of saying, I'm a leader, you go. No, he'll be a leader who says, let's go. I'm in this with you. I have ownership of this journey. I have ownership of this experience. I um, had a chance to meet a couple of years ago at General Kelly, and I, I found out that um, uh, two days after his son was blown up in Iraq, uh, he's presiding over a funeral for Hispanic and, and Anglo Marines that, that took a hit and saved a, a 200 Marines in a barracks that would have been blown up by a truck that was ravaging through the area. It was going to kill them, and these guys took the hit. And uh, General Kelly went and, and uh, spoke at their funerals in, in spite of the fact that he had yet to bury his own son. It, it's, it's that kind of other-centeredness, and that's why spirituality is so important. I don't just say that because I wear a collar and carry a title of father, but spirituality, going beyond the five senses and drawing deep within who you are by the grace of God, leads us uh, to calm our ravaging waters and rivers and oceans sometimes and recognize that in the long run, it's, uh, it's not just what other people perceive of me, but who am I deep down? Who am I deep down? The, the final point I'll make on this is that, um, you know, when you get a guy who has three heart attacks and he's dying because he's got a job where he has to perform, perform, perform. And then I say to him, um, why? Well, I need the money to support my wife and kids. Well, why? Blah, blah, blah. They, they, they might want this and that. And we have to sort out the difference between need and want. And then I say, well, what's it like where you work? And he says, oh, well, the boss this and the boss that. And 
the culture of the organization. And I said, well, where does it all go? He says, well, uh, I'm working extra hard, so my boss makes more money so so he can have his boat. And I'm saying to him, is his boat more important than you being a father and a husband and having three kids? So drilling down beyond the loneliness and the fear and the anger and the rush of life into what's the bottom line that's driven you to the point where you've lost control of your own life? What's the bottom line? Father, when you were talking here, you said from possessions to something, and that's as you're talking right now, that's what's coming up for me. You said from possessions Uh to... Persons. Mm. You move from possessions to persons. Yeah, Yeah. instead of loving things and using people, you love people and use things. And, uh, you know, sometimes you go into a school and you got great principals and great people. A lot of times you go into a school and you find out the most significant person in the whole school structure is the janitor in the basement because all the kids trust them. Right. And, and, And the least trustworthy might be the person with the biggest salary. So that's where you go from that significance Mm-hmm. Uh, to significance. And the other night I was blessed enough to be able to do an opening reflection and prayer for the Marine Corps. And they've raised millions of dollars through these dinners to um, care for, educate in the full sense of the word, the surviving family members and children of fallen Marines and federal agents. And um, and we, we talked about, it's so good the money's being raised but you personally presented it to these families as what brings them to tears and appreciating the fact that their loved ones who gave their lives for our country now know that they're not forgotten, nor the spouse who died, nor the friends and other Marines or military who are part of the community of care to make sure that that ethos of care and compassion continues. Part of it is the financial help, but a larger part is their personhood, who they were, the difference they made, and how much they gave to their country and their family. Father, when when you're... <clears throat> When you're doing your work, because, you know, you and I have worked together now on a number of occasions doing our psycho-spiritual retreats, what was a personal or professional experience where you most learned about your own emotions? Oh, I, I'd, say, I'd say one was in Calcutta when I was on Salt Lake 5, um, couple hundred thousand people that were coming across the border and before that getting shot up and then we had uh, women giving birth to their babies and and, and drain pipes and and somebody yelled for a drug that could pull this baby through that was just born and I looked on the shelf and I I found the box with the drug in it I found the box and I opened it and it was empty and 10 seconds later, somebody yells back, it's okay, Mike, the baby died. And I just remember pounding, pounding and crying 
pounding on that shelf that was holding all those drugs uh, and crying about the senselessness and uselessness and the uh, abomination of the way man treats man in this world where we believe in faith, we're created in God's image and likeness. And the color of skin and the size of the wallet and the zip code and the car and the house are so minuscule compared to the depth bond we share in this human family. And, and other times I think of that situation framed when I've screwed it up. I forgot about it and I lost my temper. I became sarcastic. Uh, I went negative. I, um, I, I did something I, I regret uh, because I hurt somebody by what I said or what I didn't say at a time I should have. And, and so I really believe I, I've learned more from my failures than my successes and from very holy people that I had the privilege, and for some reason, the gift of God to meeting. And, you know, I, we think of a holy person as someone who walks around looking very forlorn, eyes down, kind of lonely, and but they're holy because they love God. Well, hello, how do I fit into that? And Mother Teresa failed to allow people the luxury of saying they loved God without loving each other. Mm. And a wise man said, loneliness doesn't happen when there's no one around you, etc. But holiness is seeing someone sacred in your midst. A holy person is someone who makes you feel sacred about yourself. It's not about him as a holy person. It's about us and his God. And his holiness is defined and reflected by how he loves his God through caring for us and loving us to motivate us to love him and our God. And I, I say Father, that as a right. Christian who knows, and I and there's a lot oh, of no, people no. of other faiths. Right. <clears throat> no, it's amazing. And, and I'm just uh, chiming in here because uh, as much as your words and your wisdom have, you know, just captured all of us. Uh, We need to take a quick break. And I know our audience wants to hear more. So when we come back, we'll talk to you a little bit more about stories you have, uh, perhaps maybe some things that you can help us with when people have had what you're describing as stinking thinking. So we'll be right back. Please don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a... Uh very enlightening conversation with uh, Father Michael Mannion. You know, one of the questions that we've been asking more recently in our interviews, uh, Father Mike, if you had to say, what are your top three emotions? And part of this is, you know, for our audience also to kind of think about, you know, what are you bringing forward? So what would you say are your, if you had to pick your top three emotions, which ones do you experience the most? Um. The emotion of trying to keep my ego out of the center of my ministry hmm. and, okay. and and checking myself that I'm doing it for the good of the person and not because I want something out of it for me. But then if, if both situations are, after, are part of the dynamic, I still got to yeah. go ahead and do it if it's the right thing, even if it looks like it's to self-aggrandize me. Okay. okay, and I I think another is fear. Yeah, it's a it's a fear that you're going to hurt somebody. It's mm. a fear that you're going to fall into a temptation that can destroy yourself or your soul or somebody else. Uh, it, it, it's a fear that um, uh, you know somebody said the definition of fear <laughs> is standing right. behind Mother Teresa's the Last Judgment and hear God say to her, "You could have done more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. So the 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 the, the, the fear uh, of uh, of dealing with what Adam and Eve left with us, and Jesus tried it is best to reverse. You know that that uh, I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not um, hmm. okay. uh, I'm not whatever enough. You know. So I'd say that's the second one, and I guess um, a, a third one is um, sometimes in society. Um, Hidden anger. Uh, I'm really angry about this injustice. Uh, I, I'm really angry uh, at myself. I'm angry at somebody else that that hurt me or someone else. And uh, that's the anger that probably gets the least attention. Is the most dangerous uh, emotion. 
because it's 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 hidden. You know, if I if I say something out of line, it's not Mike Mannion who said it; it's Monsignor Mannion who said it. So I right. represent a whole church as a negative, the same as a psychologist or a doctor, or whatever. So. You know, there's those are a couple examples uh, from my okay. own personal confession. <laughs> if that helps, thank you. That's great. The other question we have is this emotional brilliance. You've been in so many situations. Is there any examples or stories of where someone at the right moment just said, did the perfect thing, and you go, "Whoa, where'd they pull that out?" Any kind of maybe it was something with Mother Teresa, your own experience, or other folks, you know. Um, in the military, but just did said the right thing at the right moment, and what we'd say is emotionally brilliant. Yeah, I, they tell me most of the time afterwards that whether they're a person of faith or not, that didn't come from me, that came through me. Yeah. Some people laugh and say, I'm not smart enough to come up with that. Uh-huh. Something happened in that person's sharing of their wound that touched a fiber of my being that went deeper than I ever went before. And out of that came the words that helped with kindness and love and compassion relate and comfort that person in their devastation experience, devastating experience. And, and I, I've seen that happen um, in, in suicide situations. I, I've seen that happen uh, when when people were terminally ill, I do a lot of hospice work, and I'm not sure that I do that for them or for me because I learned so much. I say, wow, you know, they're 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 sharing their last hours, their last day, their last moments with me before they see the face of God. That's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, someone years ago in AA, I, I read it. I didn't meet the person. They said. Religion is for those who are afraid of going to hell, and spirituality is for those that have been there. I, I pray that's not true, but I think sometimes it happens that way to people. That we focus on religion, on rituals which are important, and creeds which are important, and uh, ordered prayers which are important, but the basis, the heart and soul of it all has to be the spirituality. Where am I at home? I'm at home with those I love the most. I'm at home with those who love me the most. I'm at home knowing that I'm unconditionally loved, even though I screw up and make mistakes and have to ask forgiveness. I know that when I leave home, I'm always welcome to come home and once again be accepted. So I I see that a lot in life. And I'm at the stage of my life now where I'm just trying to integrate it, make sense of it, and articulate it in a way that can help others. I could care uh-huh. less if people remember my name, to be honest with you. I, I, I pray they remember some of the things I say that come from others much more holy and intelligent than I. You know, you steal thoughts from one person and it's plagiarism. You steal from two or three or more and it's research. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we try to Bobby, do. This is why, <clears throat> yeah, this is, I mean, this is why I love you. I love working with you. Um, you know, the, the psycho-spiritual retreats that we do, uh, really, we do in each and every one of these where we have people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, uh, all socioeconomic um, areas, uh, people who are in high-ranking positions, 
uh, across lots of industries. And there's always, it's just one after the next, an emotionally brilliant moment that occurs for them. And that's why, you know, we have people that, you know, that come back or people that spread the word. And I think one of the examples uh, is, is always following something Father has said that gives people that spiritual sense of, I'm at home here. Uh, this person um, makes me feel like I am good enough. And in that moment, uh, Father Mike creates magic. And he is one of the most emotionally brilliant human beings uh, I've ever, I've ever met and have come to know and love. So, Father, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, you're amazing as always. Could you just give everybody the email for Discovery Ministries so they can contact you and come visit? Yeah, um, discoveryministriesinc.org, discoveryministriesinc.org is the email for Discovery. And my email is uh, mtmanion, M-A-N-N-I-O-N, at Comcast. And that's confidential. mtmanion at Comcast.net <laughs> is confidential. Um, OPSEC, I, Father, throw, OPSEC, got it. Uh, do I have another 10 seconds? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes, as one man said, the place of the wound is the place of healing. And people are most brilliant when they've been most broken. And on the way back, they recognize that what broke them now makes them a tremendous gift to others. The place of the wound is the place of healing. And that's when they're able uh, to go from safety to surrender. And that's not a surrender mean giving up. It's giving over. I'm letting go of. I'm letting go of. Thank you, Father. We have to go. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 